Good morning on this beautiful Sunday here in King Williamstown. We are so glad that you have joined us at Ebenezer Family Church and trust that you will be blessed by our being together. Truly, this is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. I would like to share a few thoughts as we navigate our way through these challenging times we find ourselves in. My topic for this morning is overcoming in a challenging time. How many of you know that something is bad for you, yet you still do it? I do. Donuts. There's also chocolate cake, carrot cake, sweets. For some it's some biltong, others deep fried chicken, slap chips and the list goes on. Yet for others, it may be worry, fear of the future or the unknown. We live in very challenging times, but these challenges are not new to human existence. Psalms 46 and verse 10 tells us, Be still and know that I am God. A story is told of Jesus who once sent one of his disciples to fetch water from the nearby river. The disciple returned without the water because it was muddy. Jesus told him to leave it be. After a while, Jesus sent him out again. This time he returned with clear, fresh water. The silt had settled over time, making the water drinkable again. Stillness was needed to quiet the water. He leads me besides the still waters. That's the kind of water best for the sheep. Some of us tend to worry about a number of things that are happening daily around about us. We worry about our health, we worry about our finances, we worry about tomorrow. Now, psychologists tell us that worrying may lead to a number of factors that cause us to become unwell. Number one, there's extreme vigilance. We are constantly looking out for threats, even where there are no threats. Number two, there's reduced concentration. Our focus is reduced on any task at hand. Number three, there's indecisiveness. There's a reduced ability to make decisions and we become double-minded. Number four, we overplay risks. There is a preoccupation with what could go wrong. Number five, pessimism. And this directly affects our self-esteem. Number six, we become problem-focused rather than solution-focused. Be still and know that I am God. It's my turbulent mind that disturbs my well-being. It also may affect my body, my general physique. It affects the way I feel. It affects whether I want to get up in the morning, whether I look forward to get up in the, getting up in the morning or not. We need to allow the peace of God to quieten our hearts. That peace is available. Will you allow him to operate in your heart?
How do we overcome in a challenging time? Firstly, we stand. Ephesians chapter 6 verses 11 to 14 calls us to put on the whole armor of God and to stand firm. Stand, stand, stand. The Bible teaches us that as pilgrims, we walk. As witnesses, we talk. As contenders, we run. But as fighters, we stand. In standing, we wait upon the Lord. Psalms 27 verse 14, wait on the Lord. Be courageous and he will strengthen your heart. Wait on the Lord. Is there a time frame for such waiting? Well, God is neither bound by space or time. We place time frames on him. Our impatience gets the better of us and we project it onto God for delaying us. Then there is always a strong desire to want to help God. Remember Abraham and Sarah and their desire to want to help God? Did you come to Jesus under a false sales pitch that everything will be rosy? The believer finds out very quickly that there's no magic wand that fixes all our problems. John 16 verse 33, Jesus says, I have told you this so that through me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but be courageous for I have overcome the world. To be strong, we must stand in the Lord. To be strong, we must know our weaknesses. In our sin, we were convicted and condemned. However, our Savior suffered the conviction and condemnation for us. So, we now have his strength available to us. Then to be strong, we must know that the Lord's strength is available to us. Let's not concern ourselves with Satan or the circumstances around us. It's the same power that raised Jesus from the dead that's alive in each believer today. Secondly, we watch. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 6 says, Therefore, Let's not fall asleep like others do, but let's stay awake. 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 13 says, Remain alert. Keep standing firm in your faith. Keep on being courageous and strong. Now, watching requires discipline. There's always a desire to want to sleep. The person who watches helps to cover others. A story is told of a sorrowful woman who inquired from a wise teacher how to take her troubles away. She was told to find a certain mustard seed in a house where there were no troubles at all. That would be her solution. She went out looking for this house with no troubles and their little mustard seed. Of course, each house she went to, she learned about their troubles. 
she soon learned that there were none without troubles and that many had bigger troubles than hers. Then it dawned upon her that she was able to speak the peace of God into others and their challenges. But what about her own challenges? All this while, this poor woman was inward focused. We need to be outward focused if we want to cover others. Now a watchman holds the trumpet to sound a warning. In Ezekiel 33 and verse 3, the prophet reminds us that the sentinel watches for movement beyond the boundary walls and sounds the alarm. The watchman does not protect. His task is to alert. Now what happens when a watchman is not alert? He becomes a weak link in the chain. He undermines the idioms of prevention is better than cure. And to be forewarned is to be forearmed. Now we know in most civilizations, the punishment for a watchman who is not alert is death. Thirdly, we pray. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. Pray without ceasing. Prayer is not an activity because it would be confined to a start and an end. There should be a desire to make it a lifestyle. I'm reminded about how children like to hear the same story over and over again. Now we've all done this. When it's a bedtime story for our children, they will say, Dad, please tell me that story you told me last night. It's because children learn by repetition. However, our prayers should not be repetitive prayers, but our praying should become a lifestyle. We are to pray the pattern. He is Jehovah Rapha. There's healing in his name. He is Jehovah Shalom. There's peace in his name. He is whatever we need him to be in various situations that trouble us. His name is the essence of who he is. Now, who do we pray for or what are we supposed to pray for? In these challenging times, of course, we pray for our leaders. We pray for those in the front line of dealing with this crisis. We pray for families that are grieving. We pray for the sick. We pray for ourselves. Proverbs 18 verse 10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run in and they are safe. So, the name of the Lord, it's the believer's ever-present refuge. When we don't know which way to turn to, look towards the strong tower and start running towards it. That name is the believer's instinct of faith. Think about a child again. A child instinctively looks towards the parent for comfort and protection. So it is that we instinctively look towards that strong tower, the name of Jesus. He is our strong tower. 
He promises himself as the safety for those who need him. He is that safety net for any situation. Some rely on finances, some on education, while others rely on their possessions as their safety. We rely on the name of the Lord, our strong tower. So, Jesus said that he has overcome the world. Let's not do that something that's bad for us. Think about those donuts. Think about those chocolate cakes. Think about the worry. Let's not do that because we know it's bad for us. He said it, believe it, know it. We are more than overcomers of this world. We are more than overcomers of the flesh. We are more than overcomers of Satan. He said it, that settles it. Please, will you join me for a moment of prayer? Let's bow our heads together. Our Father in heaven, I am reminded this morning of that song that says, Let your living waters flow over my soul. Let your Holy Spirit come and take control of every situation that troubles my mind. And Father, I submit, I yield myself to you. I yield my mind to you. And Lord, those things that trouble me, those things that cause me to have a restless night, Lord, I lay them at your feet today. Your name is a strong tower. And Lord, when I'm faced with these challenges, I'm able to look for you. I'm able to look for that tower and I'm able to run to you. And Father, we know that you have said it, you have promised it, that we are more than conquerors. And for that, Lord, we give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise. Amen.